It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It's been interesting to watch the whole evolution of the vaping issues and the various conversations that have occurred and some of the concerns. I've talked to uh, people highly placed in the medical profession who say, you know, there's so much that we do know, but there's so much that we don't know. And as concerned as we are about what we do know right now, we're even more concerned about perhaps some of the things that we don't know when it comes to vaping. And when I, I've, I've listened to the various conversations over the last little while, I've seen some of the national headlines and even here in the state of Utah, I've, I've talked to various individuals about some of the regulating that we're talking about. And I really appreciate Representative Norm Thurston joining us here on the program today on Inside Sources. And Representative, welcome. I'm grateful for the opportunity to chat with you. Glad to be here. Let's talk about what you are actually working on and proposing. What would the legislation actually be? What would it do? So last session, Representative Jen Daly-Provo and I uh, co-sponsored a bill to require that if you're going to sell flavored nicotine products, that you have to be a licensed specialty shop. So that's that's the ask, is if you're going to sell those things, you have to be a licensed specialty shop. Uh, and so we would, we would move them off of retail shelves, like at grocery stores or convenience stores or uh, places like that, and move them into stores that are specifically designed for adults to buy adult things. Mm-hmm. And what about the warning, too? Uh, and is that targeted primarily at THC products? Yeah, so that was something that came up in the interim. So last year when we were talking about it, our entire focus was on keeping nicotine out of the hands of children. Um, and since then, of course, we've seen the dangers that come with vaping THC, and that's a new question. Um, so we haven't had a chance to really sit down and discuss whether that's something that we would also include in the legislation or if we would just let the health department handle that through rule. Right. Most of the, the cases that I'm hearing about, and I understand in Utah we've had about 71 at least cases of these uh, uh, illnesses linked to vaping and e-cigarette usage. 45 people hospitalized, 26 spent time in the intensive care unit around the country. We've had people who have actually died. But then I saw this statistic that 94% of people affected in those cases report that they were vaping THC. What What is actually happening? Do Do we know there uh, what, what uh, some of the effects are when you've been chatting with people like Dr. Joseph Minor and others? What do they think? is happening so i i don't know that anybody knows what's happening but some of the devices that you buy at, at a convenience store have cartridges that can be inserted and those cartridges are not tamper proof and they're widely compatible so you can buy on the internet uh, altered cartridges that already have thc in them or in many cases you can just insert your own thc into the cartridges and then vape that 
And so it's a big unknown as to what people are actually vaping. The people who are vaping don't even know what they're vaping. But it does appear that a lot of the dangerous vaping does involve some form of inserting THC into those cartridges. It's been interesting to hear the news reports that uh, indicate how many of our Utah Highway Patrol officers and so on are picking this up as they search vehicles, these these cartridges that are you know kind of uh, dubious at this point. It's really quite shocking. Yeah, it's it's amazing that you know you're just seeing these this this wide open market out there, um, and it has illegal substances and it has unknown substances in it, and people are like, yeah, we'll just use it anyway. Uh, it's really frustrating that that um, people are, that have they have that sort of whatever attitude about how how they've been sold that vaping is by definition safe, so it doesn't matter what you vape, it's still going to be safe. We now definitely know that's not true. Yeah. You know what troubles me more than anything? And, and I, I'm old enough <laughs> that I can remember when uh, Winston Cigarettes sponsored the Flintstones. I can remember when some of the most notable people, you know, just icons of the most popular TV shows in Hollywood, including Ronald Reagan, Lucille Ball, Jack Webb, people that we just loved. And they were sitting there selling us cigarettes. And I remember the the one commercial when I was a kid where I, I think it was Jack Webb who was smoking something. I don't know if it was a Chesterfield or whatever it was. And he goes, they're so good. And they're so good for you. And you go, oh, my goodness. It's just, yeah. it, it's it's really, what were we thinking? I, I love oh, yeah. that. I love that ad campaign, campaign years ago. And it makes me wonder where we're going here, especially when you look at some of the vaping products and some of the advertising campaigns. And they're not aimed at adults. They're clearly, absolutely, just like the bad old days of regular tobacco, although they denied it up to their eyeballs, put their arms to the square before Congress denied that they were purposefully marketing to kids and then they're busted you know we look at their own records and they're talking about yes we are targeting kids I worry about that with the vaping yeah oh, absolutely it's uh, it's amazing that those cigarette companies could just sit there and say oh we thought they were safe when they knew they weren't the vaping companies are saying the same thing we think that they're safe I don't know that we know what they know. Uh, you know, they're yeah. they're saying that, but we don't really know what they know. And we'll, it, the truth will come out over time. It, it seemed to me at the beginning, I mentioned this to our listeners, that I, I had several friends who were so determined to get off the traditional cigarettes. Not only did they add nicotine, but formaldehyde and all kinds of things that uh, now we know are so bad for you in delivering yeah, smoking a, a cigarette, regardless of what we were told back in the old days. And I saw them use vaping in a fairly basic way with just kind of a clear vape, no flavor, just nicotine delivery. It gave them something to do with their hands. It gave them something to put in their mouth. And it gave them a, a bit of a nicotine uh, fix. And they actually used it to get off of cigarettes. And now most of them are really, really, they're, they're not vaping anywhere near as much as they were before. That was the original pitch of vaping. And now look where it is. Yeah, and that was, you know, and there are ways of quitting smoking that kind of taper off that nicotine use, but there are a phenomenal number of people who have quote unquote quit smoking by moving from cigarettes to vaping. They're still getting just as much nicotine as they always did. Um, they've just, they've just changed the delivery mechanism. And that's, that's not, I don't call that quitting smoking. I, cause smoking was always about the nicotine. It's just getting your nicotine a different way. 
some within the quote-unquote industry, the Utah Vapor Business Association, Juan Bravo, who is the president of that organization, has said this is going to put a lot of people out of business. First of all, do you believe it will? And if it does, is that a bad thing? Well, the people that it would put out of business, and, we, and I've looked at this, and we were, this is part of our concern. We have some businesses which behave and act like specialty shops but they don't comply with all of the regulations of specialty shops. So if you've got a business that so much of their business is driven by selling flavored uh, vape products, they are almost certainly specialty shops. Now, if they're, if they're registered, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're not registered, then they're either going to have to get registered and figure out how to comply with regulations, or they may have to go out of business. So, yeah, if, so if you've got a, a, an off-the-books specialty shop that's operating and that this gets them caught and puts them out of business, I don't feel too, too bad about that. Representative Thurston, always a pleasure to chat with you. It's been a while, and thank you for joining us on Inside Sources today. Thank you. We are going to continue this conversation. Plus, I would love to hear from you on our Utah Community Credit Union text message board, and that's 57500, our text line. And uh, this person said it's what makes you high. You cannot buy them in store. They do know what they are vaping, but there is no marijuana smell uh, bringing us up to speed on some of those THC cartridges and so on, I I assume. All right, let's take a brief break, and uh, coming back, we'll continue this conversation. I'd love to hear from you on this. Do you agree with what is being done, the emergency rule that will allow flavored e-cigarette products to be sold only at certain stores and then also warning of the dangers of vaping unregulated THC. We want to hear from you on Inside Sources.